and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, ready to break down a five-game NBA DFS slate for you. Really looking forward to it. We're going to talk some prices on DraftKings and FanDuel, get your build started there. We're also going to talk some offensive and defensive efficiency. We're at that point in the season where we're almost 10% in for a lot of these teams with seven or eight games played. And I think we can learn a lot from, from the numbers that we've accumulated so far. So we'll get into that. And there are four teams involved in a back-to-back, so we'll hit those as we go. But let me jump right in here to Philly and Detroit. The 7 o'clock tip, the early game, and this is a perfect opportunity to talk about some of these efficiency numbers. So let's start with Philly. They are the slowest team in the league. Okay, They're 30th. 92.2, which means on average 92 possessions per 48 minutes. Now, what does it look like on the other end? Well, we have Houston on this slate, along with the Lakers, believe it or not. They are tied for first in pace this year, 105.9 possessions per 48 minutes. So if you look at that uh, discrepancy, that's a difference of 13 possessions per game. And a lot can happen in 13 possessions. That's why. We talk about it so much here at Coach Talk. Uh, if you were with us last year, then then you're you're well uh, acquainted with that, and uh, we need to pay attention to it because that can be a major game changer. Now, with those possessions, what does Philly do? Well, they're number one in offensive efficiency this year, 113.4, which means that every 100 possessions they average 113.4 points. So you can do some calculations to try to figure out what a team is going to score in a game because Philly, again, they don't even get 100 possessions per game because they're so slow, but they're very efficient. All right, now let's look at Detroit on the other side. They are fast. They're sixth in pace, but very inefficient. They're last. 30th in the league, uh, only 93 points per 100 possession. So this is the recipe for a blowout. Uh, with a team that pushes it and doesn't score, like Detroit, against a team that's very efficient, like Philly. Uh, now, I'm a little surprised that the spread here is 5.5, and, uh, and the total is 207. I think part of the reason for that is it's in Detroit. When these teams played last week, Philly only beat them by 8, and now we have Danny Green and Tobias Harris out. Uh, it's also a back-to-back for Philly, so maybe we'll get some late news that Embiid's going to sit uh, yeah, I'm recording this at lunchtime here on Thursday. So um, before I go any further, uh, I want to talk about two of the other teams on this uh, slate who really uh, are off to a rough start, and the numbers back that up. Uh, if you look at uh, Houston, like I said, they're number one in pace, but they're 28th in offensive efficiency. Uh, so that's going to lead to some bad losses. They're one in six. And then OKC. Also fast this year at sixth, also inefficient offensively. They're 29th. And oh, by the way, bad defensively. Oh, by the way, what a big surprise. They're one in six. So you get these teams that are fast and inefficient, and it leads to losses and often blowouts. And so that's why uh, we look at these numbers. All right, so back to Philly and Detroit here. With Green and Tobias Harris out, Last night in that win over Chicago, we saw that starting lineup of Maxi, Curry, Korkmaz, Thibel, and Embiid. I think there's a decent chance we'll see that same starting five, 
maybe they play around with it and Niang gets out there if they want a little bit more size to deal with Bay, Grant, and Stewart, that front line. Um, but the guys that I'm interested in, uh, I want to start with Thibel here. Uh, as you all know, one of my favorite value plays when he gets minutes, six X last night, uh, you know, really stuffed the stat sheet. And, uh, I want to, I want to hit another metric that we come across often here per 36. And if you just look at the DraftKings note on Thibel today, it says his per 36 numbers are seven, three, two, four, and two last night, you know, it kind of jumped out at me. His line was almost that exact uh, line. His numbers were eight, four, one, two, and three. So like I said, six X return on both sites. And today on DraftKings, his price is even lower at 3,600. So if he starts, uh, I think he's locked in for me on DraftKings. FanDuel, very playable, still at 4,400. Maxi, uh, you know, he's been a little bit inconsistent this year with minutes and production. Did play well against Detroit in that last matchup. Played well last night. Did play 37 minutes, so we'll see how he does on a back-to-back. He's a fair price around the mid-5K range. Uh, and then Embiid, you know, he's a wild card here because he smashed against the undersized Stewart and Detroit 30-18 last week. Didn't play very well last night in 34 minutes. Um, so he's he's a GPP only for me tonight at his high, high price tag. I like some of the other stars in slightly better s- spots on this slate. With Detroit, um, let's start with Cade Cunningham, shall we? And a lot of talk about him and disappointment because in that last game, he shot two for 14 from the field. And I had him locked in on, on DraftKings, so I didn't, I didn't uh, enjoy the two for 14. But this is, an, this is a situation where uh, I think the perspective is really important. Now, with a guy like that, if he's 3,600 and he gets 14 shots, if I know that, I'll live with the, with the results. Again, I would prefer that he shot better and, and scored more fantasy points, but I don't look at that as a bad decision. I look at that as a, as a poor performance, and that's part of the game. I think you're going to give yourself fits mentally if you beat yourself up over a play like that. And so at 4,000, I'm ready to go back to him again. Um, you know, the, the question mark now is, you know, I love the usage, and his minutes were up. Uh, but he's now 0 for 14 on the season on threes. So we have to worry about mentally, you know, uh, how much of an obstacle is that going to be for him? Uh, he needs to get off the schneid, knock down some threes. But he's still athletic. He can get to the rim. Obviously, the other drawback is if Embiid is playing, it's going to be a little bit tougher for him in the paint. Uh, but, again, uh, you know, he's m- maybe not 100% lock for me. And definitely not a lock on FanDuel at 4,600, but playable on both sites. Uh, and we'll just have to see what other value pops up. There are some some decent value prices so far, uh, which makes it less of a need to play him. But uh, you know, I, I think um, I think we'll probably be kicking ourselves if we don't play him and he takes 14 shots again. Uh, his his backcourt mate there, Killian Hayes, kind of interesting because he's so cheap, 3,900 on DraftKings, just not shooting it well still, 28% from the field. Uh, so just not expecting a ceiling game from him uh, on any given night. Um, Bay and Grant, I want to touch on them real quickly here 
because you know decent price for guys that are getting big minutes. Neither one of them, though, is really clicking yet this year. Just look at their shooting numbers here. Bay, 39% from the field, 29% on threes. Grant, 39 and 31. They both are averaging 31 DraftKings points. Uh, so, you know, if you just look at the numbers, I'd rather play Bay because he's almost 1,000 cheaper. But Grant, uh, a, a much better player, of course, uh, liable to break out at any time when he can pick up some stocks. Uh, but, you know, I think Thibault can give him some trouble. So, uh, you know, not not really where I'm looking today. I'm really looking here at Thibault, Cade Cunningham potentially, get some value plays in that first game and then uh, get ready to pay up as we go through the slate. All right, game two, we've got Utah and Atlanta, 7.30 Eastern. Utah favored by one and a half on the road here. Biggest total on the board at 220. And what we like about this game is that both of the teams are top 10 in offensive efficiency. Uh, Utah off to a great start defensively as well. They're third, but could make it tough on Atlanta. Atlanta middle of the pack uh, defensively. Pace, Utah fourth, Atlanta 29th. So Atlanta kind of has that profile like Philly. They're slow, but they're efficient. Uh, injury news here. Gobert is out, so it's Hassan Whiteside time. Now, he's probable uh, with, with the ankle, but if he goes, I'm absolutely going to lock him in as well. Yes, he's going up against Capella, but his price does not reflect uh, what he's likely to get in terms of minutes. 4,100 on DraftKings, 48 on FanDuel. Let's look at his per 36 numbers. Uh He's averaging seven and seven right now, playing 16 minutes. And if you calculate out the fantasy points over 36 minutes, he's projected to, to hit 45.33 fantasy points on DraftKings. That's a little 11x return at 4,100. So I'll, I'll sign up for that every day of the week. Uh, I also love that he's 11 for 11 on free throws this year. Love that with a big man. So uh, lock in Whiteside if he's playing. Uh, I also want to look at one of these guards potentially for Utah. They're really good prices, especially on FanDuel. Donovan Mitchell only eight thousand after that, you know, great performance against Sacramento. Now he's questionable right now with an ankle. He twisted it right before the half, finished strong, so he played through it, you know, well. Uh, so I'd be surprised if he sits. Now if he plays. He may have to deal with some DeAndre Hunter defense, which is challenging. Uh, but eight thousand, you know, still playable for me. A little, little tougher on DraftKings at ninety-four. Uh, Conley, though, he's also in the mix for me. Fifty-two hundred on FanDuel. He had thirty actual points against Sacramento. Looked great on his jumper. Um, nice matchup with Trey Young on the other side. And then if Mitchell sits, then Clarkson is right into the picture at only 5,000 on FanDuel. I don't think I'll get to anybody else on Utah. Uh, we've got Royce O'Neal questionable. So if he sits, you're going to see some more minutes from Eric Paschal and maybe even some Azabuke backing up Whiteside. With Atlanta, we have a back-to-back -back here. They lost to Brooklyn last night, and their starters played big minutes after three of them had some injury designations going in. Trey Young with the knee, Bogdan with the back, John Collins with the foot. 
Now, as of right now, John Collins is the only one who's being called questionable for today. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. But, um, you know, it is a tough matchup defensively. A good pace, though, uh, in you know, f- from Utah. So you could look at one of these Atlanta guys, uh, especially if Collins is out. You, you'll have some more usage to go around. Um, Trey Young, 8,600 on FanDuel is something I'm looking at. Uh, Hunter had his best game of the year last night, 26-2, and two, six for six on threes. Uh, he's uh, at a nice price here, 4000 on DraftKings. Don't think he'll go six for six again, but uh, you know, with him playing 33 minutes, that's very encouraging. Could have Bogdanovich and Bogdanovich running around together, um, especially if if Hunter spent some time on uh, some time on Mitchell. So that'll be interesting. But uh, don't love their price tags again, unless we get some injury news, like if Collins is out. Uh, but that really would open it up more for Cam Reddish, Gallinari to get more minutes and shots. Uh, and then Capella, you know, he's a decent price too. 6,400 on FanDuel, uh, played 30, 33 minutes yesterday. Uh, so the problem is just positionality. Uh, so, you know, the, the new regime here is still have that uh, option on DraftKings for two centers minimum. FanDuel, you just have to hope for a center being also eligible as a power forward. Uh, but bottom line here is looking, I'm looking at one or two of the Jazz guys, uh, you know, maybe one of the Hawks. All right, game three is also at 7.30. Boston and Miami uh, tipping off on NBA TV tonight. And Miami favored by six. Total here, 214.5. Boston coming off a... A smooth win over Orlando, where they came out hot in the third quarter, ended up winning by 13. Easy trip here from Orlando down to Miami. So not the most taxing of back-to-backs. But Miami here, really off to a great start. They're 6-1. and one. How about their numbers? They're fast. This year, they're eighth. Offensive efficiency, number two. And defensive efficiency, number one. So a real tough test here for the Celtics. And they are struggling, of course, here at 3-5. and five. Offensive efficiency, 21. Defense, 26. Jalen Brown and Tatum really not shooting it that well. You know, Tatum, poor, poor shooting so far. Brown a little bit better, and he's cheaper. Uh, with all the stars in this game, you know, it, it's tempting here to, to get ready to invest in a couple of them. The problem is these price tags are pretty steep on both sides. Uh, not going to pay for Tatum in the $9,000 range, dealing with Jimmy Butler and company. Uh, Tucker, you know, what a tough front line with Bam. Jalen Brown, you know, maybe at 8400 on FanDuel. He played the best of these guys last night, uh, and he has had some good games. Horford, got to mention him. Man, he's on a streak. Five straight games, 41 to 46 drafting points every night. Just doing a little bit of everything, averaging over three blocks per game. Another strong line yesterday. Uh, but his price is is pretty steep. Uh, 7K range, again, with that tough defensive matchup back-to-back. So I don't think you need to go there. Marcus Smart is interesting here after he was outspoke, outspoken about his role and, and the team flow offensively. 
you know, he's also been coming back from an illness, didn't do a whole lot yesterday, hasn't had the smash games where he gets 35 fantasy points and up. Uh, and this probably isn't the best scenario for him either uh, with, with Miami's tough defense. But got to keep an eye on him in that price tag. Schroeder, the only guy off the bench last night who attempted more than three field goals. He was four for 11. Um, so another guy to watch at a, at a fair price, but not my favorite pick here today. Now on the Miami side, it's really turned into a big four, hasn't it? We saw that in that game against Dallas where Lowry, Hero, Butler, and Bam all played really well. Uh, and they're gelling together. They look like they enjoy playing with each other. So Spolster and company really fired up down there. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, right around the 10K uh, price tag, tough to get to. Bam, you know, maybe uh, much cheaper, uh, 8,000 range. Uh, Hero still in that mid-6K range where he's playable. But the price tag I like the most here, again, Lowry on FanDuel, he's still at 5,900, just like the last slate where he had 40 fantasy points, 38 the one before that. Um, yeah, Marcus Smart is tough, but 5900 for him is just too cheap. So I, I like him tonight. And, and that's about it. Again, uh, this is one of those games where it's probably more enjoyable to watch than to get uh, a bunch of our lineups uh, invested here. All right, two games to go. If you like what you're hearing, uh, hit that thumbs up. We'd appreciate that. We're going to keep bringing these NBA podcasts to you seven days a week. Of course, we're also doing PGA and uh, NFL with MLB wrapped up. So three NFL podcasts per week. Check out our Thursday preview if you haven't already. Jets and Colts, Omaha Joe, and I had a lot of fun previewing that last night. So uh, check those out, and we appreciate all your support. All right, the two late games. We start with Houston and Phoenix at 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Phoenix favored by 10.5, total here 218. Now, again, I talked about the fast pace of Houston and their poor offensive efficiency. On the other side, we've got Phoenix. They're fifth in pace this year, not quite clicking yet offensively at 18th and still getting together defensively. They're 17th. Injury news here with Houston. Tice is questionable with the toe. He missed that last game, which opened up a lot of opportunity for Shangun and Martin. And then Eric Gordon came down with an illness before the last game, sat out. So I'm marking him as questionable. Now, this Houston team, I'm going to keep talking about Porter Jr., Green, and Wood. These are the guys that are getting up a bunch of shots and threes. Look at the last game uh, against the Lakers. They took 14, 15, and 19 shots. And on the three-pointers, Porter, Green, and Wood attempted 6, 10, and 9. So if they hit those threes, we know that they're passing to each other as they do it. You can really get some nice correlation. So I'm tempted to get uh, you know, one or more of these guys in my lineups. Again, they're at good prices here. Porter and Green, right around 6000 on both sites. Wood, pricier, 8800 DraftKings, 79 FanDuel, but very playable. And I do like him the most. Just because he's the most trustworthy, he gets a bunch of rebounds, very active, uh, you know, more of a complete scorer. But really good prices here for Porter and Green. Um, you know, and Phoenix, they're ranked 17th here defensively. We know they're better than that. 
So it's not a great, it's not a great spot, but again, good pace on both sides and you've got the volume and, you know, talent. So if they can just rein it in, hit some shots, take care of the ball, then there'll be good plays. Um, so keep playing with that. Uh, and then we got to watch this news. If Tice is out, Shingun is playable, but he's one of a handful of value plays at the big tonight. So not, uh, not a must play, but he held his own last time out. And then Martin really stepped up uh, 14, four and three in 28 minutes, really good price on both sites in the three K range. So he's a, a key potential value play on the Phoenix side. Got to start with Chris Paul, uh, you know, monumental milestone performance last game, uh, ending up third all time in assists with one of his classic lines of 14, seven and 18. So congrats to him. Um, playable, uh, 7,800 on, on FanDuel is, is attractive. Booker, uh, in play for me again here, uh, with the pace and, you know, the defense that's a little bit lacking with Houston did not shoot it well in that last game, seven for 20 did not enjoy watching that. Uh, but he could bounce back here pretty easily. Uh, the bigs, we got to watch that here because Aiton is questionable again. Uh, JaVale was, was the value play, uh, on the last slate, wasn't he? And I watched a lot of that game surprising that he only played 19 minutes because when he was out there, he was doing damage 18 and five, uh, a number of kind of highlight plays and almost plays where he's, you know, attempting blocks. He's got his hand above the backboard square, just missing. Um, so he, he was fine. Uh, but Man, he can really, uh, you know, pile up the fantasy points while he's out there on both ends. Because Chris Paul was looking for him on the lobs and the cuts, and he can and do big damage defensively, of course. So he's in play if uh, Aiton is out. Frank Kaminsky, though, let's not forget about him. He said, uh, you know, don't forget about me as a value play. 29 minutes, he went 17-3-3. and uh, really good price, especially on on DraftKings at thirty five hundred, uh, and then that's probably it for me uh, with Phoenix. We also have Cameron Payne questionable with the hamstring. If he gets back in the mix, then Elf might be back on the shelf uh, on the bench. All right, last game of the night here: OKC and the Lakers. They've got the ten thirty tip, and it's a two fifteen and a half total. Lakers favored by thirteen. Uh, and we all remember what happened last time these guys met. OKC with an enormous comeback in the second half to stun the Lakers and win. LeBron did not play that game. He is marked as questionable today with the ankle, but that's been the story throughout the season. I kind of think he'll play, uh, make sure the Lakers get the win this time. If he does, we've got all three of the big guys for the Lakers over 10,000 on DraftKings. So little pricey if you want to get one of them in your lineups. Uh, Russell Westbrook only ninety two hundred on Fanduel, so that's uh, you know something I'm going to keep my eye on. He did have a solid triple double against OKC last time out, but again LeBron wasn't there, so the usage will go down. Uh, AD thirty and eight last time out against OKC, um, but in general, going to fade those guys uh, because of the price tag. When they're all playing together, 
um, in, in a potential blowout. Yeah, OKC beat him last time, but if, if LeBron plays again and Dort doesn't play, he's questionable with the shoulder, then obviously the Lakers are in a great spot here. And, you know, looking at the numbers again, OKC just not not effective or efficient offensively, bad defense. Dort, uh, you know, even if he does play, he's not shooting well offensively. So uh, they're just a, a real uh, work in progress here. Now, Shea Gilgis Alexander, you know, is their leader and has had some strong performances, including against the Lakers. And he's 7,600 on FanDuel. That's a price I'm looking at. Giddy had 18 and 10 uh, against the Lakers. He's a mid tier option. Uh, Favors uh, was actually pretty solid, 15 and 6 against the Lakers. He may start again. Uh, he, he's a, a fair price. I'm uh, not going to go to anybody on that OKC bench. Uh, swinging back over to the Lakers here. The other injury news, we got Dwight Howard questionable and Ellington probable to be active. He's been dealing with a hamstring. So other than the big three, if Bradley starts, you know, sure, he, he could be uh, a punt play on DraftKings at 3,000, still listed as a small forward. It's kind of funny. Uh, more probably not. The bigs, probably not, and probably not that bench either. You know, Mello has had some decent games. Uh, the price is sticking in that mid-tier range. Uh, and then just not enough consistency from Monk, Reeves, and Rondo, always a, a you know a factor to get involved in and uh, shift the rotation there. So that is the five-game overview. Hope that helped you get ready for the slate. If you want to grab my lineups tonight, Come to dfscoachtalk.com, sign up for your membership there. We will send you an email and invite you into our Discord. I will have a full DraftKings clipboard for you with highlighted core plays and pivots, and then the full cash lineup and GPP lineup for FanDuel and Yahoo that you can plug and play. So love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com to sign up. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. And again, subscribe to the channel so you know when these podcasts post seven day a week NBA. Coach will be back tomorrow for you. And uh, again, jump in tonight so you get the football lineups as well. Gonna have a lot of fun there. All right. Thank you for uh, joining me on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.